0: Spider Man, Spider Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins away
1: by his eyes, catches thieves just like flies. Look out! He comes the Spider Man.
0: He's his strongest son, his He's got ready.
1: This is episode 303 from May 2014. Okay, time for reviews. Let's review two books this month. We uh, have one ending and one beginning. J.R., in the ending is where you <laughs> take off. Very Goblin-centric issue. Superior Spider-Man 31. Tell me what happened.
0: Well, we start off with uh, the Green Goblin taking... Little Miss Santa Maria Marconi to the top of a building to show her you know the the outcome of his uh you know, goblin army attacking all of New York. Takes your breath away, doesn't it?
2: The goblin underground is no more.
0: Look upon my new kingdom. New York has fallen. Behold my goblin nation And that brings Well and that brings to mind a song actually. Okay. All right. All right. I can see the green goblin doing this. Okay. Kill them all. Kill them all. The goblins rise as one. Kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> the old New York is gone. I'm the king. And oh. my satchel's not, not gay. Let the <laughs> fires burn Spider Man can't stop me anyway. Do you want to build a glider? <laughs> that, uh, that's for you, Idina, you
1: rock. <laughs> I love a girl that looks good and green.
2: Okay. Good job,
1: JR. The Green Gotland version of Frozen. I love Bettinger it. Bettinger
2: is off his meds.
1: He is. That's oh, good. Man. The audio.
2: Wow.
0: Well, unfortunately, uh when when that extremely poor Rendition of frozen is the, the gonna be the highlight uh yeah you know you're you know, you know you're really in for something for something that uh is straight from the crapper uh well, yeah
1: we're two minutes in the show and you're telling me we
0: peaked uh, <laughs> it's not so much that we peaked it's that the valley decided to get so low. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, i well i i I'll, I'll do the story first i mean just how yeah, i mean
1: give me a brief so recap. much yeah.
0: happens but not ultimately to anything satisfying but as we all know you know, uh Peter Parker reasserted himself. Doctor Octopus tucked his his astral tail in between his legs or whatever and just kinda, of, you know, disappeared into the ether there and, you know, said you're the superior Spider Man, even though uh, you know, your costumes are lousy, or even though you can't get your life organized, even though you're not smart enough to run your own business, you know, but you're still superior man. Uh but anyway. Um <laughs> So for for reasons that have all been articulated, you know. But so anyway, so Spider mans is back. Peter is back as Spider Man, and so he goes to Parker Industries, and so Johnny's really pissed off at him because you know uh, why I don't know why. So pissed off at uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, is because you know she thinks that uh, the go- he's made the goblins a target because everybody thinks that everybody thinks that Peter Parker makes tech for Spider Man. Wink, wink, you know, and, uh, but then he see, but then, you know, Spider-Man sees uh, his uh, old friend Carly, who uh, is recovering from being the goblin bitch. Uh, apparently, uh, Dr. Octopus came up with a cure, except he can't cure those lizard eyes, so she still looks like she's got lizard eyes, you know, so, anyway, so.
1: That, that allegedly may or may not go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, you know, it's,
0: uh... so she kind of fills him in on what's been going on, uh, Spider Man calls Aunt May and you know, usually I like this E. coli guy's art, but holy cow does he make Aunt May look scary. I mean her claws are longer her claws are longer nails are longer than Norman Osborne's was in the amazing Spider Man two movie which was dying from the <laughs> 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 Honest to God, it's it's like I mean I, honestly, you know I mean if she got a fa- you know the, the Crypt Keeper looks better, but uh, you know anyway, and we see you know we see Mary Jane making out with her new you know, hang, you know hanging on to her new boyfriend, you know it's like uh, oh yeah you know my ex boyfriend he's 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 strange but he, he's nothing like you. You have big <laughs> muscles and. And uh, oh, you know, I mean, and the way you firemen carry those large hoses, oh, But anyway, so wow. then we go to Mayor, then, then we go to Mayor Jameson, and Mayor Jameson is you know is, is you know stewing in his own personal little hell. You know he, you know, <laughs> guess what? For the 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 eight hundredth time, he came up with he hired somebody to do spider slayers. They went bad on him, and it's like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) who would have figured it out?
0: I mean, you know, this didn't happen in Amazing Spider-Man number 25. This didn't happen in Amazing Spider-Man 40-something. This didn't happen in Amazing Spider-Man 101, or, you know, 100-something. I mean, it's like, you know, it never happened before. Who would have figured that the Spider-Slayers would have gone rogue? Anyway, so, but Tiberius Stone, you know, who is, of course, the ancestor of Tyler Stone, uh, of Spider-Man 2099, okay, you know, we always knew he was a douchebag, so he's selling these spider, you know, so he's selling these spider slayers, or goblin slayers, or whatever, to foreign dictators for, you know, 12, 15 million dollars a pop, okay, so, and then our Spider-Man comes across Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, because, of course, you know that Spider-Man 2099 is now caught in what year is this? 2014. Okay, great. Uh, right. You know, and uh, so not not
1: 2061 like we'll coming up in a few not months. Not
0: 2061 or or not 2013 like both you and George were you know thinking there. Well, <laughs> you know, like here it is. Here's it. You know, guess who guess guess who thought that it was the year 2013 and it wasn't the 50 year old guy. So you know. Anyway, the Avengers the Avengers are fighting the goblins. Uh, Spider-Man fights uh, the Goblin Knight, which is really Phil Yorick, and then uh, he and, and and Spider-Man 2099 go to the Al- Alchemax building, which used to be the Oscorp building, and then Menace shows up. Of course, Menace is Lily Hollister, and then Spider-Man administers a cure, because Doc Ock came with a cure for the Goblin Serum. So they go into Alchemax and, and there's this really creepy little boy, you know, sitting and, you know, laughing, hee hee, oh, for me, all for me. And, you know, and Spider-Man goes, oh, shit, I thought they killed Damian Wayne off. But, uh, no, it's, it's not, it's not that creepy little boy. It's another creepy, it's another creepy little boy. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, uh Normie Osborne and, it's like uh, i oh boy anyway so liz and tyler stone come in tyler stone zaps spider-man with the 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 spider the thing that blows up his spider sense and gives him migraines oh my gosh and then spider-man sees the goblin and of course the goblin thinks that it's otto under there and the one good line
1: yeah of good.
0: this comic book the one thing mm. that it didn't and salvage it, but it was still good, you know, where Spider Man basically says, Yeah, but I don't carry a man purse. And <laughs> and then the Green Goblin looks at him and goes, It's you. Yeah. But then but then he dis- but then the Green Goblin decides to to cut and run like a coward. Spider Man follows him, they start fighting, and Spider Man rips his mask off to find out that it's nobody's face that he recognizes but he says he's Norman Osborne. and we're supposed to believe it because he says he's Norman Osborne. but it's really Mason Banks the guy who's been name checked and who's been lurking around Oscorp slash Alchemex you know for the last several issues so you knew he had to be somebody but it's like aha I had plastic surgery because I saw Captain America uh, the first Avenger and I said boy that dum-dum Dugan has a great look and <laughs> You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, instead of my distinctive red cornrows, you know, I'm going to go with the dum-dum-dugan monkey.
1: <laughs> well,
0: so, and then Spider-Man, you know, then Spider-Man infects him with the, the goblin serum, you know, and then Norman, or well, whoever the hell this guy is, loses his powers. And a Spider-Man's about to take him in, then Liz sp- uh, touches the spider and sends jammer and gives Spidey a migraine. And she goes, "Oh, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. I just, uh, you know, I just, you know, had to. I was on PMS, you know, and I just did it. And
2: uh, <laughs> I was you know, on PMS, like it's a drug. Uh, <laughs> I was on
1: PMS. Uh, in, in the Marvel universe, it is. Uh, so, uh, along with the mutant growth hormone, yeah. Uh, and uh,
0: Anyway, uh I have gone so, to bed. See you tomorrow. Talk a little softer, please. <laughs> she's complaining. That... She's she's like a floor above me and she's complaining. Talk a little softer, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 1 1 street over.
2: I'm going to get married real soon. <laughs>
0: Anyway, and so you know, so Mason Banks gets away, you know, and Liz you know, and Spider Man believes Liz. Oh, I believe you, Liz. You know, you really didn't mean to do it, even though you clearly were holding on to the thing and it was your thumb that pressed on it and you know, I, I still believe you, you know. But and then, so Mason slash Norman is now riding his own personal subway car, you know, and says, gee whiz, what kind of lu- lunatic was I to dress up in a stupid green and purple costume and try to establish a criminal empire? That was dumb. Now I'm going to be smart. Ever since, you know, now I'm no longer nuts because as, you know, as I've just found out, you know, mental illness, insanity is not a mental illness. It's not something that was a product of my genetics or a product of my upbringing or anything like that. It's it was because of the goblin formula. Now I'm completely sane, you know, and now I'm going to be even more dangerous.
1: So basically he turns into the chameleon is what I'm gathering.
0: I don't know what he turns into. He he turns into Lex Luthor almost. But anyway, so the story ends with, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2099 parting ways. Anna Maria Car- Marconi coming up to Spider-Man and saying, oh, is it true Peter Parker's really alive? The fact you have to tell your podcast friends the detail of my text pisses me off. Bite me. Oh, dear.
1: Whoa. What the heck? (laughs) Are you getting in a fight, JR? (laughs) (laughs) Live on the air?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you spot... Forget it. I don't think I even want to know. I don't even want to know. Okay. uh, Anyway, so just to let you guys know, Anna Maria... (laughs) And ask ask Spider-Man if Peter Parker is really alive, and he says yes. And Anna Maria says, oh, that's so good, because I can't imagine life without him. And Spider-Man says, uh-oh, she was really in love with the Otto Octavius slash Spider-Man. I guess this is going to make Amazing Spider-Man number one that comes out in a couple of weeks even more interesting, the end.
1: There you go. What's your grade on it, JR? Ooh, wow, that's really low. Uh, George, your grade. Oh, F. What, really? F. Okay.
3: Straight up F. Michael,
1: Michael what was your grade? You reviewed it on the
3: front page. Yes, I did. Um, I'm also, but
1: I gave it a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it a B minus. I B-, I didn't hate it as much as you guys. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're counting, I mean, yeah, I'm
3: including the entire issue because we forgot about the backup. Yeah. Or the right. log thing, too. Well, even, eh, but yeah.
1: Here, let's uh, go around the horn for some pros. This is going to be hard for some of us. Any, any pros? Anybody want some pros? Um, actually, I kind of like the art mm-hmm. myself. I thought, I thought, I thought Coley
3: has been um, been killing it on this entire Goblin Nation thing. Um, also, and I did like the uh, the whole thing with the uh, that line about what the Green Goblins just. Going off about how he thinks it's Otto, and then and then Spider Man responds with that line without except that of the dignity of knowing I never carried a man purse. That was great. That was that was probably the highlight yeah. of the. whole
1: thing. The man purse definitely was the highlight. Oh yeah, yeah. That because
3: I mean that's that's just so appropriately for Spider Man like, it's uh, to me it's just so fitting that the fact that he would tell a joke and then the Green Goblin knows instantly. Oh, that's got to be
1: him because you know makes sense. You know. JR, do you have any pros of the issue besides that one scene?
0: Well, I, I do like. I mean, I I do like the fact that uh, you know now that, that Alchemex now the Alchemex of twenty ninety nine the evil corporation really was st- started by Norman Osborn. I just kind of like that. You know, I mean, it was it wasn't. You know, he was really behind the scenes the whole time and uh, creating this corporation. Uh, I guess as a way of. Uh, you know, not only personally going into hiding, but kind of subverting his, uh, you know, I guess the Oscorp names in the shitter now. And so he just kind of, re-, re, you know, arranged a merger with Liz's company and stole first a lot of uh, First, well, what were they called? I was going to call them First Horizon, but that was like Shangri-La, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I do like that,
1: you know. That, and
0: uh, But to be honest, there wasn't much about this I did like. This was a huge, huge disappointment.
1: George any
2: pros for you? I did like uh Giuseppe Camicoli's art. Uh, except uh, does anyone have the issue in front of them?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I've,
2: I've got a I've got my uh, little yeah, I got it like Okay. Look at the look at the cover. Where okay. the him jumping down through all the shattered memories or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times and it hadn't just been here, but a lot of times it's throughout the issue and any time he's it. for whatever reason, he oh, draws Spider-Man not superior, but Spider-Man with an old man pelvis. <laughs> Look at Spider-Man's pelvis. I, I thought I knew you were going to go somewhere with this. It looks like he's wearing an adult diaper. Oh, yeah, that's not draw, that's the best. Yeah, his lower half of Spider-Man usually looks like uh, like an 80-year-old man.
1: <laughs> and, Let, let's go over some cons. Um, biggest con for me, the, uh, the, the face mask, the, the plastic surgery. I mean, that just didn't work for me. JR, uh, obviously it didn't work for you either. Well, no, I mean,
0: for, for a number of reasons. I mean, yes, it is something that Norman Osborn would probably do in real life. I mean, everybody knows what he looks like, you know, so it's like if he's going to walk around and, you know, kind of reestablish his business empire, yeah, he would have to change his, his appearance. But the problem is, there's two problems with that. One, Norman's a distinctive-looking villain, and you hate to lose that. You know, I mean, you don't want him to look like anybody else. You want him to look like Norman Osborn. You want to see those stupid red cornrows. You know, right? (laughs) I mean, it's just he has he has a he has a distinctive look. You know, and and Mm -hmm. another thing is, we already have a goblin. You know, we already have too many villains who pull. Takeouts all the time, you know the jackal. You know, well, you know, whoever, whenever the jackal gets killed, that's always a clone. It's always a clone. You never know when mm-hmm. you're dealing with the real jackal, and you also know you never know you're dealing with the real hobgoblin now. You know, because or, English- or, Myster- or Mysterio or uh, Chameleon. Yeah, so it's like, you know, what's the point of having yet another villain and Spidey's greatest villain? Arguably, I mean, you can argue for Doc Ock yeah. or whatever, but why have one of Spidey's greatest villains do the exact same thing? I mean, it's like when these two fight each other, you want to see these two go at each other. You don't want them looking like anybody else. I mean, it's it. it I just I don't like this. You know, I don't. And I don't like the redu- I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get into talking about losing his powers and losing his insanity and all that he other garbage. Get
1: back, dude, you can, you can, he can get some goblin serum going. It's on every street corner. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, the other problem. Um, what was I going to say? The the mystery of who is behind the mask were were you guys upset that it was actually the real Norman? I was
2: because (laughs) a lot of the
1: a lot of the dialogue has been
2: horrific now. Right. But a lot of the dialogue was over the top, generic villain ha 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 banter, and I was fine with that because I thought it wasn't Norman. Now that I know that it is, or it was Mason Banks, or WTF, whatever, um, it's disappointing because Norman should be written better.
0: See, I mean, I go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, a couple of things like, you know, Norman would have checked to see that he killed the real Hobgoblin. Yep. I mean, come on, Norman has mm-hmm. faked it. The guy has faked his own death, you know, and he knows Roddy's M.O., and he doesn't check it. You know, and then Norman would never have let anybody know that, you know, insulting Harry would have gotten to him. you That's know. I was... That was what I was going to mention because when when in that issue when he
3: said when he says oh oh how dare you talk about my, and about to mention to Harry I that's what initially threw me off about Norman because Norman in earlier correct me if I'm wrong Jr but didn't Norman try to kill Harry like you know in that American Son
0: thing going on he really didn't try to kill Harry I don't I mean well, have, it's been a while there was that, that many a-
3: well there was there was that American. That's American's. There was also that that mini series thing where I guess oh, uh, what Gabriel yeah. Stacy decides to pick up. You know, but yeah, that whole thing—that's what kind of threw me. I'm not necessarily surprised that it's Mason Banks. I was, but I was, I was, but although my guy was—I was thinking it was actually Normie Osborne the whole time. Somehow it got super growth, you know, goblins around But yeah, I mean, but it's 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 you know, it was. But the thing with the con with me for this thing is. This did not feel personal to me with with uh, Spider Man and the Green Goblin fight because normally these these fights are usually you know, given all the history and all the buildups around and all the turmoil that these two have inflicted on each other over the years. This just didn't really this this just didn't really not feel that personal. Maybe and I think partly it's because of it's that Anna it was um Anna Maria was in danger and she's Doc Ock's girlfriend, not Peter's, and so. It's kind of strange to say, but if Doc Ock was still involved in this fight, then maybe that kind of would have like, helped to raise the stakes a little bit, if
0: that makes any, any sense, what I'm saying. Well, yeah. the yeah. thing that the thing that really irritated me is that, to me, this story should have reconnected Peter Parker and Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and Norman should have found out again at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's. I could go on. I mean, it just. It was a very. It was disapp- You know, and now without his powers. Excuse me. <coughs> you know, without his powers now, he really is like Lex Luthor. You know, everyone mm-hmm. accused him years ago of being a Lex Luthor clone, blah. But, I mean, th- the thing that distinguished Norman was his superpowers and being the Green Goblin. He mm-hmm. liked dressing up in that stupid costume. He would put that costume on when he was in his office, for heaven's sake. I mean, he was. Right. <laughs> He was he was unique among all these evil businessmen is that he liked to dress dress up like a
1: s you know, like a supervillain. Well, Jared, it's not hard to get the goblin serum. I mean he can get it but the whole point I, of all this, Brad, is yeah. for him not to have it.
2: Mm-hmm. Remember that he's sitting there talking about, Oh, now they'll face me and I won't be crazy because of the serum
3: yeah, I'm name, and I'm more dangerous I... than ever. Sure you oh, oh,
1: right. so are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> Uh, another con was the Mary Jane scene for me. Okay, I didn't know we were going to be, be talking about the backup s- things. Yeah, yeah. Lott Lott should hit, hit, never her. be allowed
2: to write for Mary Jane again, ever.
1: It really, it's 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 out of character for her.
2: It is clear no, he does not like the character. He should never ever get to write her again.
1: Well, and they they put her in the the clothing of the face of tiger, yes. the, the coat over the arm. I mean, that's just force fed. Uh, I, I just uh. well, what's so ridiculous about this
3: scene is if you think about it. Her entire argument about how it says, Oh, I, I will always care about you. I'm glad you're back and everything, but I can't be a part of you, but I can't be part, I can't have you in my life anymore. Mere pages later, we have Carly Cooper basically point out to her, and I'm probably just going to go ahead and read the actual words here. Go ahead. It says, You know, as long as you're in New York, you're at risk. People like Osborne don't care if you're still seeing Peter or even speaking to him. And Mary Jane answers with, my life's never been what I call safe, but it's finally mine. I'm not letting anyone scare me away. Well, wait a second. So what was your whole beef with the, you know, about deciding, oh, I'm going to cut, I'm deciding going to have not you, Peter, you can't be in my life anymore because it's too dangerous, and I'm going to hook up with the uh, with this discount version of you. So what the <laughs> – Placeholder, Mr. Placeholder. Yeah, placeholder guy. I mean, so, now, yeah, her entire th- – this is, this is essentially the same argument – Sort of that they try to use with, mo- with with one moment in time, and it doesn't work. Every besides, Everybody knows she's going to be back and everything else, and she's still going to be tied to Peter's life somehow. But yeah. it just it just yeah. was just it was, it was just kind of ridiculous. Because this whole argument, I and mean, also earlier in the story, she, technically wasn't she kind of already out of Peter's life? already, and then the Green Goblin still found it, and then she was the one with the whole, you know, with the web shooters, and taking care of the Goblin kids and everything like this, so yeah, her whole rationale for basically deciding to you know, to, leave, you know, kind of leave, you know, kind of and say, oh, you can't be part of our, you can't be part of our life anymore, because you're Spider-Man, so really doesn't make any sense in that regard, because, like, you know, although the one good thing about that whole scene is that Carly Cooper's finally gone, so.
1: Now, here's the, <laughs> so. JR you and I have talked about about this, uh, in order to have an ongoing character that lasts fifty years, the lovers have to break up. I mean, we've already broken them up at this point. What are we doing now with it? Because the the journey with characters that, at least in soap operas on television, they get married, they get divorced, they get married again, fall back in love, go in and out. What what are we doing now? Because we we uh, we broke them up, and now we keep breaking them up.
0: I I don't know go read Dan Slot's Twitter. I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean is there is I I I
0: don't know where this is going. I I agree with George. I mean I I mm-hmm. I I it's it's one thing it See this it's one thing when you have an objective in mind, you know, okay. but it's hard to tell with with this writing if there's any objective. I mean, like, there's so many things unexplained about this goblin thing, for example. I mean, is Liz acting of her own free will? Is she under Norman's control? I mean, what's why is Normie acting weirder than usual? Mm -hmm. You know, all these questions are unanswered. You know, I mean, does Slot really have big plans for a depowered Norman, or is he just making it up as he goes? You know, he's and and yeah, it's like the thing with Mary Jane. Is there an is there some is there a goal, or does he just literally not know how to write this character? I, I don't know if I really thought it was leading somewhere. I'd be willing to, I you know, I'd, I'd be the first to say, hey, let's sit back and let's see how this unfolds. But
1: well, it seems like with Slot there are long-term plans, aka the Alchemax, the 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 seeding of the Goblin, switching of the mines. I mean, but I don't think when it comes to Mary Jane, there is a long-term plan.
0: Yeah, I think you're giving him too much credit for having long-term plans. I mean, yeah. I yeah,
1: I, okay, I, you know, I, don't, I don't, I just.
0: No, I just don't think he I don't trust I guess I don't I don't trust Slot ever since the he did the hobgoblin thing where it was really where it was the goblin was talking like Roddy and it was really Daniel, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I, at that point I knew that, you know, I can't take anything here at face value. You well, know, I, mean, I just right. I feel like I'm being messed with.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the thing is, is this is just essentially the, the thing going on with Mary Jane is to try to emphasize the whole soap opera involved there. Because, I have, like, I said, like you know, like the, the idea we're joking about, the uh, the placeholder boyfriend that she's got now, who essentially, like, he has the same exact first name as Peter, only it's in Spanish. And she's also, he's in a profession that, where he's kind of, risk, where he kind of risks his life to, um, you know, to save other people, sort of like Peter does. The only difference there is, of course, he doesn't have all the superhero baggage going on. So essentially, this idea that she's moving on—I kind of think she's really in denial. Then, but that's just my. But then, what? I- <laughs> Maybe he'll die falling off a bridge. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. I think I think I think in the I think the I think there's could be a position where he's kind of figuring out. I mean, because what well, that's the other strange thing too, because he hears her, them talking about the whole time Pedro was, uh, or Ollie. He's the whole time he's hearing them talk about oh this ex named Peter and everything like this. Doesn't it kind of occur to him that you know, hmm. Huh, so he had an ex named Peter. My first name is Pe- also Peter. What you know? It's like what's the deal here? So he doesn't really question it or anything. So I don't know.
1: Who knows? Is any other cons? Yeah, on the issue? I, I
2: haven't given my cons.
3: Yeah, well, I'll go ahead, I'll, sir.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, some of them I've already mentioned. Slot should never be allowed to write MJ again. Um, too many quick explanations. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome to Siege Part Two. <laughs> yeah. This, the, the ending of this, felt exactly like Siege.
3: Mm-hmm. The end of
2: Siege. where at the end of it. You know, you got Tony Stark. Whoo! That was that was a crazy year, wasn't it? All that Civil War crap and. Everything else, and whoo, glad that's over and we're all buds again. Hey, here's the Bill Foster. You know, toast. <laughs> um, around every corner here, everyone he meets. Oh, hey, sorry about that, it was Doc Ock. Okay, Spidey, go! <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so yeah. rushed. I, I I could have dealt with just getting the, the all the Goblin stuff done. Give us a longer... Um, Meaty goblin fight without all that Mason Banks. I look like a trucker on meth. <laughs> uh, thrown in there. Oh my God! How, how horrible was that? Without all that crap, and then give us give us a transitional. I would have bought an aftermath issue. I, yeah. I would have bought like an aftermath special that just dealt with all the people he pissed off. I mean, I, I would have. I would have paid for it because this is this is a laughable. You know, embarrassingly bad end to what had been a solid title and a solid era. I mean, just just breathtakingly horrid.
1: Yeah, and they could they could have used the pages that they ha- filled with Silver Surfer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 also the idea that the Avengers are tied up with Phil Urich and the Spider Slayers made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I mean, I actually read it and I started laughing because it was that bad. You've got Thor for F's sake. Thor, and he's tied up with these spider slayers. Well, Are you effing what, kidding me? Well, what threw me
3: about this was the fact that, uh, once again, you have Captain America still on the, you know, whatever stupid pills have been going around here. Oh, because no, like no doubt. I mean, because he's, like, standing there, right? And, of course, here, because remember in the last issue, he's talking about, oh, we have to arrest Spider-Man for his, like, you know, helping out with that free medical clinic thing. And yet in this issue, it's like, Oh, we'll figure this out later. We'll just let him go. We'll just let him go with this other Spider-Man guy and everything. We'll
2: we'll 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 sort it out. It's like, well, what? Make up your mind. Also, <laughs> well, I mean, another thing that made me laugh out loud was, oh, all of a sudden in an instant, VR, little tiny nanite robots, Norman's cured. I did. Yeah. I laughed my that's ass off. Straight out of Spider <laughs> Island, by the way. Oh it, my that's... God, that was terrible. <laughs> that, this, this is like this is
3: apparently because that's what the other thing was that this felt like he's basically take that slot was basically taking the same or engage we're taking the same similar kind of ideas from Spider Island because once again yeah you know, like the mini robots to delivering a cure for and, and they're, instead of but instead of an infested of station of spider got people
2: it's goblins oh and, and then you, you've, yeah you've got you've got Anna Maria. How many mm-hmm. bombs are on there? There were more bombs on that rooftop than there have been in Hollywood. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, basically, his thinking is, well, I know she's pretty resourceful, and I, but that little lady can handle herself. Oh what yeah, the, what yeah. the f planet are you on? And he's like, from what I've seen, and I'm like, which is what? <laughs> what have you seen? Yeah,
3: Doc Ock's <laughs> memories apparently, which were erased, yeah. and then
2: suddenly, you know, she, and I get that, you know, she's, she's, I get that she's smart enough. To use yeah. the goblin battering or whatever yeah. the hell it was, you yeah. know, the bat
1: to, to you know yeah, a get thing. a rope let's, loose. But oh, let's go a little bit. What what would be a, a an ending to this series that you guys would say? You know what? Good job, Slot. He did a great there job. Could, What's the, number one? It couldn't have been Norman. It should not have been
2: Norman. Okay. Um, Norman could have come in at the end and killed the imposter, That would have been really cool. That would have been that would neat, have been yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. But. Uh, it shouldn't have been Norman, because as soon as Norman as soon as he pulls off the mask and it's that, you know, messed out trucker <laughs> and then he's like, I'm Norman, I had plastic surgery. I mean, all of this felt like bad anime.
1: everybody gets one. Uh that that's uh I mean Apparently it just it. it felt right. like it was just that rush, like it was anime from one So George's suggestion is it's not Norman. He kills him at the end. J.R., what's one suggestion to make this story better?
0: Well, <laughs> i I agree, I mean it shouldn't have been uh, it shouldn't have been Norman behind the mask you know and and frankly, I was disappointed he talked of always about having a goblin family you know and this and that, and it's like but so I expected to see like Gabriel Stacy or sarah stacy or or uh uh god there's there's somebody I know Lily Hollister but i mean I expected to see you know liz what? under under the mask you know um you know, it's like. So where were Norman's children? <laughs> exactly. You know, and,
1: and, he's yeah, building I, it up I, for his, but his yeah, grandson. But
0: the, the thing is, it should built. have been Peter and Peter Parker and Norman Osborn fighting.
1: And also, not you, Otto and, that, you know,
0: and I, I mean, I've discussed this, and
1: you also I don't think suggested I have that, that at the end of the story, Peter's uh, identity is discovered by Norman. You'd think that would have been a good solution too. You know, also um, one thing, another one pro that I did have is Carly's gone.
2: Yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> my pro too. That was one of my pros too. Yeah, Carly's
1: gone. Uh, I, I mean, Mike, her in her, her horrible skin condition. <laughs> Mike, what's one suggestion to make the the issue better better ending for well,
3: you? Well, aside from uh, having a better you know interaction with Mary Jane, um, yeah, uh, I think. In ways, I think in some ways for this, if if Anna Maria was going to be the one to save, I think there should be I, throughout this whole story, there should have been, it should have been more like along the lines of a Peter and Oct team up in the same body, actually, because mm-hmm. that way, because yeah. and then, then you, the, what the idea with last issue where Doc Oct decides to kind of relinquish his whole thing, he could do that after he stops
2: helps helps Peter stop Norman Osborn and saves yeah. Anna Maria. They they gave Doctor Octopus so much depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean just. Whole new layers of interesting, you know, right. aspects of that character, and it's just all out the window now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just all out the damn window. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, any final thoughts? For, I, we discussed that one pretty good. Any other thoughts on it before we move on to the first issue? I was pissed when I, when I bought it. I texted Brad after I bought it. Yeah, and because the gal at the
2: at the store where I go to, where I've got my pull list, she you know, she and I talk Superior. You know, she's been following it. She's not a huge Spider Man fan, but she's like Superior. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've
2: talked about people who are like that, people who hadn't been into Spider Man before, but got into it with Superior and liked it. Um, and she, when I came in to buy thirty one, she slid it across the counter and looked at me and said, "This was god awful." <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and I was like, "Oh,
1: wow." Was she hearing bad things from customers? Also, I didn't ask her about that. She just kind of yeah. she said it real under her breath
2: because you know she didn't she knew I didn't care about spoilers. And I mean, we talk all the time. And, you know, she she said it kind of under her breath just so I could hear, her, but she was like, "This was god awful." Oh. And I was like, ooh. and then I talked to her uh, when I went back in to get ASM one, and I was like, that, that was not, that was not good. It was the opposite of whatever good was.
1: <laughs> she was like, yeah, that was terrible. Joe. Yeah. Okay, Mike, you've got ASM number one, volume three, huh? Why must you punish me, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't... You didn't like this oh, one either. I, I'll, I'll
3: get to. I mean, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's big, you gave this to me because I'm new to the podcast and everything. So I'll. I'll, I'll get. To, I mean, do you, there's like seven different stories in here. Do you want me to cover the main one
1: or something? Uh, yeah, let's cover the main okay. one. And briefly okay. talk About the rest of them. Okay. All right. Here, let's let's start with grades around the horn first off. What what, what grade did you give this one? By the way.
3: Me. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll wait till the end. Oh, you want to? You I will wait the
3: till end. the end to tell you what. What I well, the main story anyway. What. What not the whole issue itself, but what the right. main. Story then we is. won't. Then we won't go around the horn. Then okay. Okay.
1: Uh, go ahead. Give me a brief synopsis of the main story.
3: Okay, we go back about thirteen years ago to the events of Amazing Spider-Man fifteen, where we see, the, of course, the radioactive spider by Peter, and we know that this is, and also, we know this is taking place in Amazing Fantasy fifteen because we because uh, the narrator we have the same virtually the same narration. As Amazing 15, well, a stray spider accidentally absorbs a fantastic amount of radioactivity. The dying insect, in shutting shock, bites the nearest living thing. And at the split second before life ebbs for its body. Well, what we then find out is that the spy- after biting Peter, the spy- this, this spider must have, like, have uh, super speed, apparently, because after it bites Peter, it drops from Peter's hand, goes over to a little corner, goes over to some little crawls on... Comb- across some little wires, goes back across a little convention floor, finds some random woman in the crowd, crawls up her little foot, bites with her to the, the ankle, with the ankle bracelet, at the ankle, ankle bracelet, yeah. uh, brace, bites her on the ankle, and drops down dead, all within that same split second. Mm-hmm. Because as our friendly narrator tells us, a lot can happen in a split second. <laughs> so moving on from this complete bullshit, we then go to the main story. <laughs> <slice, laughs> <laughs> and where we, where, and then where we find out that Jimmy Olsen has decided to visit New York, <laughs> where and apparently he along the way from between universes he's decided he has a kid now who he conveniently named Lois, um, and he just happens to stumble into a fight going on between um, a kind of an, um, a uh, robbery involving Faberge eggs committed by the, everyone's favorite villain for the you know to debut in this issue. The White Rabbit. I like the White Rabbit. Yeah, well, especially. I do. The, I I'm like sure, the White Rabbit. I'm sure rabbit. you also liked it because of the fact that we got a nice shot of her tucas.
2: No, these, she's just always <sighs> been a, She's always been interesting to me because she's two dimensional. But yeah. I mean, she doesn't care. I mean, she's like, yes, I, I was a gold digger, and
3: yeah, I don't that's care right. what yeah. you think about me. Right, mm-hmm. and I mean, so she's, she's, she's going. She's going in here, and she actually has a crew now, um, which consists yeah. of the hippo, who apparently, I guess, has. Um, has uh, had a kind of fell off the wagon from his uh, last superhero, Super Villains Anonymous meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and also we have a super-powered um, furry by the name of Pandamania. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, so doing crowd control. So as they're kind of going through here with their you – know, um, Jimmy Olsen here, uh, he gets pushed out of the crowd. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks it's some kind of April Fool's ga- – get late April Fool's gag. And all of a sudden he falls, and he's about to fall on top of his kid. When all of a sudden, a web strand shoots out and grabs him. And a voice says, no, gotcha, no squash babies on my first day back. And the white rabbit's like shocked. He says, oh, Spider-Man, I've been planning months for this thing. How can you not, you know, you're, you're ruining this and everything. And he's, and, and Spidey's doing this old joke, silly rabbit. He says, that's what you get for putting all your Faberge eggs in one basket. Cue uh, um, Caruso when seeing the introduction for CSI Miami. You know, yeah. yeah, and so then, and of course, <laughs> the bad puns continue with, of course, with vitamin, with, he says, someone check the, please check on those in an hour, or that's going to be the most expensive omelet, because he has to get the Faberge egg things. Hippo decides to try to throw the car at him. He says, and he says, I, you know, I was going to retire off this job. He says, what? So you can keep, so you can, you're saying that those were your best nest eggs? Yuck, yuck, yuck. And so he throws the thing, more thing. And so the crowd realizes, oh my gosh. Spider-Man's joking again, and they realize something else because Spidey is wearing his mask, and his web shooters, and a diaper made of webbing, and little else. And without a hint of irony, says, "This is as exactly as bad as it looks." Yeah. Yeah. So then we come back to four hours earlier, where we then have go. We then have, uh, of course, um, peers in front of uh, Parker was part of uh, Parker Industries. What the little crabble sign thing he says He says. oh I you know the report he quotes uh, Mark Twain says the reports of my death were greatly exaggerated I'm back and he talks about how the fact that you know he says oh you know we took some damage to our logo here at Archer Industries because the P is missing well actually the I and the N is missing too so it should say Archer Industries so then he says we just got back and he says and business as usual here and we just got back from a a P break no one laughs at this joke <laughs>
1: Neither do I,
3: and neither should anyone else who has any common sense, um, <laughs> so then we see a prominent panel of uh, Natalie of this this new character, obviously this is going to be a character who 's going to be important later on because she gets a whole panel devoted to herself Natalie Lawn from the Fact Channel who talks to who asks like "Is it true that there was a connection between you and spider man and so then spider says, "Oh yeah, but I. everyone knows that for years i 've designed spider man 's tech." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about years, but okay. And so he says, "I've severed all ties with Spidey, and from now on, um, and I've my top investors, with Jay, uh, my Aunt May and Jay Jameson, they're you know, they're okay with it now." He says, oh, "Thank and and thank goodness." And so after the press conference, Jay Jameson goes up to Peter and goes, he essentially says, "You know." I've noticed you haven't been going to doing your. You seem to be slacking off on your CEO duties lately. Because you know I've invested, in reminding Peter and he reminds Peter that he's had a lot of money invested in this company, and uh, you know how you know the fact that you know you know we know your tendency for having money troubles and everything like this, and your yuck 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 Parker luck. So you better not screw this up, Peter. And and Peter's and of course Peter can't explain why he's been absent because of course we get the floating head of guilt about uh, over Doc Ockover's head, saying uh, saying that then. No, wow. I, Doc he Ock
2: is a floating head of guilt. Flo-
3: floating head of guilt now, <laughs>
2: yes. And so,
3: he says, and so he says, oh, don't worry, Jay. I'm going to make this my top priority now. And so Johnny Joffrey's there. She's all hanging on his arm. He says, oh, I can vouch for him. He's His days of disappearing are over because if anything like that, it will happen again. I will kill you. And so then and and so so then, and then so Peter thinks, you know, with all this crazy stuff that's happened, you know, at least I'm grateful for the fact that Doc Ock has repaired my Aunt May's leg. Because, oh. You know that I'm. You know that's the one. You know, forget all the other stuff that's happened to I me. Mean, that's the one thing I'm going to be grateful. And so, what, what other crazy stuff could happen? Well, then we go back to his apartment where Anna Maria Marconi decides to um, go back and says, "Why?" Because she heard that Peter's back, and so she's looking around for him. She doesn't find. She's there, and so then she decides. Oh well, I may call, give, give them a call, finds out. Oh, he's at Parker Industries. I'll be right over, and she thinks I should probably change, but. Nah, I won't let, I'll change later even though she's probably been wearing the same stinky clothes for more than 24 hours. Um so then he goes so then what happen, so then she finds a, a drawer and inside looking for her car keys and inside she finds an engagement ring. And um and of course and away somebody got dropped, excuse me. Is anyone still there? Yeah, we're still here. I think got dropped. Yeah, It was me. I got dropped. Oh, you got dropped. Okay, well, anyway, back to the thing. So Anna Maria finds an engagement ring, and Otto's uh, crib notes for how he's going to propose marriage to her. Oh, this is going... And we then cut from this to, um, I guess, we're seeing some news reports about how a prison was destroyed by Electro, which is explained in full details in a backup story, and then talking about how the Avengers are cleaning up the rest of the uh, Spider-Slayer robots roaming into the city. And then they talk about how J. Jonah Jameson, which we didn't talk about in the last review, has resigned from ma- yeah. as mayor. And he throws his bottle of scotch at the TV and says, I'm done, I'm finished, there's nothing coming back from this. And then he goes, but wait, the bugle, that's it. I could go back and work for them. So he decides to get all dressed up and everything. and he But then right on his front steps... There is a copy of the Daily Bugle that says, Mayor, no more. Jameson leaves the office in disgrace. And Jameson's thinking, Oh, those backstabbing bloodsuckers, that's it. They're dead to me. They're all, all of them are dead. You know, I'm going to chop on my you know. So <laughs> then we go back to Parker Industries, where Peter is suddenly kind of realizing. He has no idea what the hell he's doing at this company because he's looking at a schematic that Doc Ock has come up with for these um, <clears throat> cybernetic robot nano machines, and he and he's asking Sajani, "What are these things?" And she says, "Oh, well, we've gone over this a million times. These are these are these things are going to make we're going to these are you know these new machines are going to make us billions, you know. So we have a lot of money riding on this thing, so you better not screw this up." And so. And so you know, Peter's like thinking, well, I don't thinking, I don't know how these work because cybernetics was not my field of expertise. And so he says. So then he goes to ask his employees, says, "Hey, can you tell me wh- what how these things work?" And they're all, and of course, it's the employees. They're all terrified of him. They're like, "Oh, y- 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 yes, sir, we'll get them." And so, and um, so then the, the other thing is that Sajani brings up. and says, "Okay, we have we now have to destroy all the Spider Man suits and all the Spider Man tech." And this is also the moment where she, where Peter finds out that he has the living brain as a butler. And also the fact that he has also a doctorate from Empire State University. So then after he finds this out, he's thinking, okay, this is too weird. I'm going to, I'm going to decide, I know the best way to handle this. I'm going to go out, put on one of these costumes and go web slating because that's, and so he decides, he figures that yes, this is the, what Spidey's all about. This is, you know, swinging around, saving days. as like I've missed this. And he's like, and of course, he's swinging by, and it's, it's and he's like, this one panel on the bottom now saying about, it, oh look, everyone, there's this one guy says, hey look, it's that Spider-Man guy, and he says, yeah, that's me, I'm your friendly neighborhood, and this one guy shouts, creep, you know, gets get <laughs> lost, you freaking jackbooted dog, and everything's like, and this is when Spider-Man kind of realizes, okay, I need to do do some work on my public relations, and as he's swinging around, there's a there's a person in the shadows watching him, who I guess we can go ahead and say who this is.
1: It's a black cat, yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and so then, so then we go back and we see that we're opening back on to the, the, the moment where the white rabbit and her menagerie have robbed the Faberge eggs, and we see that one of them is with a, a person named uh, Skin, who used to go by the name Gypsy Moth, and mm-hmm. Gypsy Moth has probably has probably in this case would probably have the most valuable superpower ever, because she has the ability to mentally control fabrics and threads and, and all kinds of stuff and so she's able to literally unravel Spider Man's costume with his powers and almost as mm-hmm. closes his secret identity except for when Spidey ducks her across the face. And to his shock and horror, he realizes, Oh my gosh, I'm buck naked and this at this opportune moment, everybody with their iPhones and cameras starts coming out and they're starting filming this whole thing and so Spidey kinda goops himself up with his webbing. You know, nothing 40 in here at all, and <laughs> and so then he goes and so watching this unfold is um, the Avengers and Spider Woman. kind of goes, you know what? I'm convinced. This has got to be this has got to be Parker. Only something like this could happen to him. Cap, however, is still not convinced. He says, "Hmm, I need more proof." <laughs> and also watching this is Johnny Storm, who just cracks up. And finally. We see that Mary Jane is watching this. And without a hint of irony at all, she musically says, idiot, and then closes her laptop. And so then we go back. We're finally back full circle. And there's and this um, towards where we were at the beginning of the issue. Peter's rapping, Peter's uh, got rid of the hippo. He's going after Pandamania. webs her up. Everyone's thinking, oh, my gosh, a half-making man, man in a mask tying up a girl in a fuzzy animal suit. Nobody should be watching this. And then this other guy says, without the hint of irony, I don't think anyone should be watching this. <laughs> and then there's this old lady who's sitting there, there who's after Spider-Man's taken up. He says, "That's enough of that. You put some darn clothes on. Who do you think you are, Miley Cyrus or something like this?" And so, Spidey's like, oh, "Okay, wait a minute. I just want to leave one of my friendly neighborhood Spider-Man notes." And everybody's like, "Get the heck out of here!" And so finally, he decides, "Okay, fine." So he swings back to his apartment. And he's thinking, oh, gosh, well, you know, that wasn't really that great of a day, but at least I got my health back, and I'm, just, you know, in my back in my swanky part, going back to my apartment and everything. And, and it suddenly, gra- again, dawns on him that, oh, gosh, he has his own company with his own employees, and there's a whole new set of responsibilities everybody has to depend m- dependent on him making a living. So then he gets back, and then he finds Anna Maria is waiting for him. And initially, he's, of course, shocked, and he kind of gradually realizes, oh, gosh, we're, li- we're supposed They were, Doc Ock and her were actually living together, and he tries to come up with an explanation as like, oh, why he seems to come out of the bedroom and everything like this, and so, and Anna Marie says, well, there's one thing, uh, before you ask me anything else, there's something I need to have you come clean, and she says, are you Spider-Man? And she shows him a picture of what was going on during the of the footage of him being, you know, buck naked with except for his um, web under with his web uh, diaper. And so he's he says, well, Peter's trying to say, well, that could be anybody with his mask on. What makes you think it's me? And she says, well, the freckles under your belly button. And he says, oh, how? And he's like he she and she says that she's seen all of his freckles, every single one of them, because it's implied that, yes, they have shared a toothbrush. They swap spit. <laughs> She's played around with his uh, played around with the, with Doc Ock's knight's tentacle. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any kind of cute little wow. musism, yeah, any kind of yeah. musimism you can think of for the fact that they've slept together. And oh my gosh, this is the Michelle Gonzalez and the Chameleon fiasco all over again. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I am giving this a you know I'm giving this just this particular story a D plus a D really? um. As in dreadful, as in disappointing, as in disastrous, as in dreck, as in Dan Slott can b- do write better than this, as evidenced by the prologue for learning to crawl, learning to crawl in this issue.
1: Okay, yeah. so uh, let's go around the horn for grades. Uh, George C. Uh, Jr. C minus. I'll give it a B. Um, <laughs> I'm, seriously, I'm, I don't know why I'm so positive. Um, let's do pros. What were some pros from the issue? Um. Actually, the one good thing about this was
3: probably—I um, mean, the, the issue itself. I mean, I, in the review itself, I gave the whole—I mean, counted the whole issue as itself as probably um, as a C And primarily, I actually liked the backup stories better yeah. than I did the main story. Even though the backup stories—three of them were like av- basically advertisements for other books. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but um, in terms of the main story, I did kind of appreciate sort of the rip van winkle effect that he's kind of undergoing like he's kind of realizing that oh gosh i have all this i has his own company and he kind of gradually dawning on him that he really doesn't know what he's doing and you know how he has how is he going to handle this but that's pretty much the only pro
1: that i have about the main story Casey. My pro, my pro is I like the opening fight scene with White Rabbit and and the lady that can, the the skin where she takes the costume off and he's buck naked with a web well, diaper. I think it was pretty fun. I will get to that part as in my
3: con, uh, in my content. Okay. I I'll, I'll probably explain when we get to that area. I'll explain.
1: Let's go. Let's go around the horn for some more pros. Jr., what did you like about the book?
0: Not much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably about the only thing is I actually kind of I actually kind of did like the scene at the end where. You know, she yeah. says, uh, "You know, why didn't you tell me you were Spider-Man?" Of course, the thing is, it shouldn't take it shouldn't have taken three freckles below his belly button. She should have figured it out anyway. But uh, I am genuinely interested to see where the conversation goes next. But other than that, That's- this whole thing felt like an ad for half a dozen other books, mm-hmm. and so it just
1: well, it is. Yeah. It is an ad. <laughs> it, it, it
0: is. So it's like you know, I just feel, I feel hosed again.
1: Yeah, well, you, you're you're attracted to the soap opera aspect of the, uh, are, are you Spider Man etc. That that cliffhanger etc. So, uh, George, pros from that. What what's your pros from the book? I li- what did you like? I like the artwork. Yeah yeah, I, I yeah, like I like Ramos right. stuff. I mean, you know,
2: I'm more inclined to like <laughs> Ramos, I think, than you all are.
1: The, no, I like Ramos. So I didn't like that cover. I think the cover was the weakest part. Mm-hmm. Uh, any more pros before we go bad? Con.
3: Okay. Well, my con was essentially this.
1: No, no, oh, do you, do you have any more pros? Anybody? I don't have any more pros. No.
3: No, yeah. I've said my I've said my piece already. Okay. So, but
1: what's your biggest con?
3: My con was that, that that essentially this. I just kind of felt that this entire story was essentially, if you think about it, it's just a basically built be- on this. Really, just this one no joke premise about oh, Spidey's fighting his D-list villains while in the buff, and it leads to basically what amounts to a sex joke. And I just kind of felt that Dan Slott just tried really, really, too, just too hard. This is the definition of just really beating on a dead horse thing with the whole, um, you know, oh, Spidey's naked thing. and everything. And the thing is... I get the fact that Spider-Man's charm is the fact that he gets himself in embarrassing situations yeah. and that he gets, and of course that he has, and we needed kind of a little bit more lighthearted levity to it. But I just felt that reading this, it just felt like it just felt incredibly forced humor that it just felt like it was like, he's trying a little bit too hard to show that everybody that, Oh, Spider-Man's back. Spider, you know, and all that stuff. And I think he, I think it could have been maybe, I don't know how you could have maybe, maybe a slightly it down. Although, the thing is though this this story wasn't the worst thing in this issue. That was the Black well, Cat one. And I'm not even okay. a fan of the Black Cat and I loathe that backup show. That backup issue
1: that backup it, It's a that. character change for her. Well, yeah, but to ha- to that. hate him so much. I mean, in the 90s she she was upset that he married she married Mary Jane and yeah, but and tried to date one, Flash. In this one it's like it's kind of implies that
3: because that she's, you know, it, the, the way I was looking at this, it kind of implies that she's now a murderer, essentially, and mul- kills multiple inmates. Because now the thing is, you can argue like, oh, well, that was really electro in the prison and everything. Well, no, because there's a scene where she's where she's next to um, that prisoner from right out. The *Orange Is the new black. And she's basically telling 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 her uh, what where the where that other female inmate who's been giving her a hard time, essentially saying like, oh, you know, What what what's so great about you is, that you're that you you, what kind of you got the kind of power that you got that always lands at your feet or something. And then Felicia says, "There's more to it. My real power is that I'm lucky. And if I don't like you, you're unlucky. And then that's when the lightning hits the prisoner and destroys herself. So it kind of implies that Felicia somehow has, even though in the past she had kind of subconscious control with her bad luck things. This kind of implies that she now can control it willfully." So that's the part that really kind of I thought that was just felt because that story just to me felt like real character assassination. I mean, and I get it that the fact that she's she wants revenge and everything like this. But I think it just they went way too far to making her into the supervillain route, because even if Spider-Man can kind of tell her it wasn't me, I'm not you know, I wasn't me that did it. And maybe even, you know, reveals her identity, his identity to her again. She's still going to be tainted by this now because the fact that there's mm-hmm. still no there's still no getting around the fact that she did, you know, essentially she's now full on supervillain at this point. And I think people wow. who are fans of the black cat, that's not really why they are fans of her. They're, they kind of like the fact that she she's more of a kind of an amoral cat burglar type. But whereas this, yeah. it, it's like, oh, this is full blown, you know,
1: evil territory.
3: I, th- I mean, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: One of my biggest cons again was the Mary Jane scene. Yeah, it, I kinda, it was I, only two. I kind of get though why the, what he was trying. I
3: slightly get what he's trying to do there is the fact that she's trying that it's kind of implying that I kind of read the idiot line as kind of she's being a little bit more oh that silly ex boyfriend of mine and everything like this and so yeah. she's still kind of still kind of semi on but I can kind of understand why you could why it's kind of sour. But Jr. some cons.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, where do I... <laughs> I, I I don't know. Well, geez, are we talking about the whole book or just one particular story? I mean. Uh whatever you like. Oh god. Well, I mean, the, the fact is the that the the Black Cat's uh, origin, no no, character has been completely rewritten. Mm-hmm. This this is not Felicia Hardy. I mean, this yeah. is somebody this is somebody wearing a platinum blonde wig calling herself Felicia Hardy because nothing is like, you know, I mean, for for one her identity was always public anyway, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like she was this, you know, social, you know, she wasn't like a female Bruce Wayne or whatever that everybody discovered was a cat burglar, you know, and, and she has known Spider Man long enough that for him to outright punch her in the face, that ain't Spider Man. Mm-hmm. She should have known that. You yeah, because I was going to ask you, JR, about that because, I mean, the Black Cat, her
3: identity is already public and she has a criminal record. So why is everybody kind of acting like oh this is the
0: first time we've ever heard about this you know with their all of our society friends and everything well I, I, you know I don't know why you'd have to ask you'd have to ask Slot why he decided to basically ignore everything about the character and create a mm-hmm. new one from whole cloth
3: right yeah
0: um, <laughs> so you know it's so so there is that you know and like I said all the other stories felt like an ad I mean uh, this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like they're trying to they're trying to reboot Spider Man without truly rebooting because now they're introducing oh the spider bit somebody else. Oh, there was some other you know, there was some teenage dumbass sitting in the audience, you know, Filming him with his uh, phone, and uh, you know now he wants to be a superhero villain. So Spidey's probably going to insult him in issue 1.2, and he's going to become because you know because you insulted me, I'm going to be a supervillain type stuff. I mean, it's you know, and I'm not going to buy any. I mean, it's like, and then there's an ad for 20.99. You know, I mean, there's no story there. He just beats up somebody. He you know some chick yells at him, and he gets all intrigued. Buyer and that's it. There's no story there. It's just an ad for Spider Man 2099. Um,
1: thoughts thoughts on the Mary Jane scene, Jr.
0: Two panels. I they're they're just. Uh, I, I don't I don't have a. Thought. It, made
1: you, it made you not like the character in two panels.
2: No, nothing would ever make us like dislike Mary Jane. We would look at that and say she's being written very badly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what the <clears throat> objective. I
0: don't know. I don't know what the objective is. So it's. I just yeah. I I didn't let it bother me because. You know, it's it, he's already re- you know he he's already written her so poorly, you know I don't know what else he can
2: do. It's right. it's very very
0: disappointing issue.
1: George, some cons. Oh God!
2: Um, well, first of all, bold new direction, new number one, <laughs> brand new day again. Yeah. Hey, new readers, all dozen of you, look, Spidey in a web diaper. Yeah, exactly. Spidey in a web. <laughs> it's a gag. Bag. It's a gag. That's how we want to launch this thing. That's the bottle of champagne that we crack that's, on this shot. That's to what we paid off. six dollars for. That's right. It's for this. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> Spider Man's funny. Are you effing kidding me? Maybe. No, may, it's, may, it's, maybe in four or five issues is a throwaway scene at the beginning of something. Sure. And the and the brand new number one, and the and the brand new number one, the brand new day all over again. With, with all for, the fifty varying so, covers and everything. No. Yeah. Well, How do you start the story George? How would you be more satisfied? Something a little a little more straightforward and okay. not something with a damn diaper. Yeah. You don't want you don't want comedy off the top. No. No. Yes. I mean there's so much stuff that that, that you're that you're going to have to establish with this character and what we've established is hey web diaper. Yeah. There's a girl in the crowd who says cuz you know he's back to he's back to cracking wise instead of, you know, shooting people. Mm-hmm. And, and and the girl in the crowd says, yay, we got the old Spidey back. And I'm like, God, that was forced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like, wow. Wait. It's like they're trying to take a, a hammer to the reader's head and say, see, just ignore all the stuff that went on before. Old Spidey, yeah. look, it's old Spidey. And he's wearing a diaper. Isn't that funny? Oh, my God, mm-hmm. this was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, when yeah. When it comes time… For, for Peter to live up to what he's told Jay, or not what he did, but Otto did, told Jay, May, and Sajani uh, about dropping all the Spider Man stuff. You know, what does he do when when the when the tiniest bit of pressure is on him? What does Mister Responsibility do? Run off to go web swinging?
3: That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and the
2: other the other thing
3: is too it, it, it was actually after I wrote the review up, it occurred to me that well, technically he kind of has to get rid of all that Spider-Man suits and tech anyway because remember, um, Alchemax when they took over Horizon when they kind of acquisition Horizon, all the stuff that Peter and Otto invented there, which included all that some of that Spider Tech, belong, legally belongs to Alchemax now. So I, unless I, he gets rid of that, unless he gets rid of that stuff, then technically he you know. He's a, kind of a you know I, I, that, that was the furthest thing
2: from my mind, dude. Okay, yeah, but that, that's just, <laughs> I mean, that I mean, I mean so, everything yeah. else was so damn bad. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I enjoy this stuff with them, and I like that that White Rabbit has her own little group and all. Is, yeah, is, right. this, is this is this the villain group that you launched a brand new number one with? The fighting? yeah. Man? That's why I kind of mean about yeah. Like, like this, this is, is the, this this, this, is, is, this is this is the big bad that you want for your for yeah. your brand new day all issue, over again. Right. This is yeah. who you want. Yeah. Not not yeah. Rhino. Not uh, you know not uh, Electro who, who was just in a damn movie who they did manage also to, to shoehorn into also the book. Had a backup in this thing. White yeah. Rabbit. White yeah. Rabbit is who you is, is who is the villain group you choose to launch the book with. Uh, this this didn't make a
1: lick of goddamn sense. Mm-hmm.
2: None of this did.
1: Who do, who they uh, started in 1998, 1999 with the uh, the Scorpion. With burn. Is yeah, that, plus, kind of yeah. really, hey,
2: what do you know? There you go. Yeah, okay. I
1: mean, you got, I mean, and,
2: yeah,
3: I mean, of all the, you, you got a bunch of, you have a bunch of like, you could have had the shocker or something in this thing. Yeah, or you, was, could have,
1: you could have thrown in shocker. I mean,
3: or you have like the other superior foes or something. Like, you know, you could have, like, like, it goes goes back to like Superior Spider Man number one, and then you can have Area of Amazing Spider Man number one. You have like a semi quote unquote rematch with the, um, with the it, Superior. It just,
2: it, 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 there's so many misfires so many misfires in this and, and what was weird was you know I would I'd, I'd always said I, I'm dreading to see what happens when, when we're not when this is not a Doctor Octopus story anymore now that dance lot is staying with the book you know it's like we're relaunching this is our new Marvel now and it's the same it's the same tone it's the same thing where everybody's fighting for the gag um, it's like there's there's a lack of a sense of focus of direction you know like Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to throw so many things in at once, and I'm, nothing's really fleshed out. I, again, it feels like it's paced like anime, like bad anime.
3: Well, and, the anim- and also the Anna Maria thing, that's kind of getting me... Well, I'm I mean, kind I was, of apprehensive about what's going on there. But.
2: Well, I mean that's the that's the only interesting thing going on right now. Hmm. Yeah. That is the only interesting thing going on. And of course, you know the two Mary Jane panels. On the good side of that, though, he didn't have pages to screw Mary Jane up this time. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it was much more
2: efficient this time. The character yeah. assassination was much more efficient.
1: Any other thoughts before we wrap that one up? Uh, this this was uh, just
2: a big letdown. These both the yep. both mm-hmm. the the two issues in this month. Um, I mean, I expected a, I expected Amazing Spider-Man Under Slot to go back to this at some point. I didn't expect it out of the damn gate.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought she would have
2: built up some sort of head of steam creatively going into this, and we'd see a little something different, but no. Nah. I mean, it, this was that damn fight with Spider-Woman and the Mandrill all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs>